You know that old adage, don't judge a book by its cover. <laughs> well, I try to live that out with how I interact with people, but I'm not as great as following through with it when it comes to books. <laughs> In fact, covers and their titles and subtitles are usually the thing that reels me in and pushes me to say, yes, indeed, I will give you eight hours of a Saturday over to that particular story. I don't mind if I do. <laughs> as a marketer, though, I know the importance of words. And as a mom, I do too, but that's a story for another day on parenting. <laughs> titles and subtitles don't give you a lot of words to work with, but each of them the ones that you do get are jam-packed with purpose. And when used best, they can be the deciding factor that pushes a reader to put their book in your shopping cart and press pay. <laughs> Every Wednesday, Jennifer Crosswhite and I hop on a LinkedIn Live together and we talk about questions that authors ask us. I come to the table with a marketer's perspective and Jen is a book coach and editor. She brings a whole different twist to the conversation. Book titles and subtitles were a recent topic of conversation and I'm excited to invite you into that discussion. And you are also invited into our weekly LinkedIn Lives on Wednesdays at 11.30 a.m. Eastern, where we talk about questions we are asked from authors and meaningful parts of the book process that authors may not know they need to know. If you have a question, holler. We will be sure to answer it. So what happens when a book coach and a book marketer come together for a virtual chat with a cup of caffeine? <laughs> anything. In this season, I wanted to share with you some of my favorite topics we've discussed, and today just happens to be all about titles and subtitles. All right, go grab your cup of caffeine. We will have ours too, and join us for this meaningful chat. Let's roll. Hey, I'm Stephanie Feger, and Empower is my middle name. Okay, well, not really, but it should be. I believe that empowered people empower people, and I'm obsessed with empowering you, the nonfiction author, with impactful marketing strategies to help you take your important message and share it with those who desperately need it, want it, and will buy it. As the owner and chief strategist of the Empower PR Group and the author of two books myself, I have merged my love for reading books, writing books, and marketing books to help non fiction authors with laser focused strategies and tactics to write books that sell, promote books to those who need and want them most, and build meaningful businesses for empowering messages. Think of this as your one-stop shop for marketing insights from an author who has been there, who has done that, and understands exactly where you are. All right, so get your pins ready because I'm ready to empower you. This is the Empowered Author Podcast. Ben. Hey, Stephanie. It's good to see you. I, I've missed you. I know, <laughs> it feels time. like it's been a long time, doesn't it? It hasn't right, been. And I think it what, it's like been it. a week, right? We, yes. didn't, we weren't <laughs> able to meet last week or whatever. Yes. Because um, we were both traveling last week. We were Where both were you going? Last week. I wasn't that far away. I was within driving distance. I was in Orange County, so it wasn't too bad. I was it was nice. <laughs> it was, I know you were like on the other side of the country, but it is. It was, it was nice. Day. To have a hotel room by myself there is something about having that space with like there's yes. no dishes to do there's nothing like yeah household chores and I literally worked till like 8 30 that night but I'm, I'm like deep thinking stuff is that just mm -hmm. mental space to do some of that thinking so it was good for we that. all need that 
Yes. I don't care if you're an entrepreneur or a college student, which is relevant to where I'm at today, by the way, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't care what it is. Like, we all need that mental space. And we were in the group coaching program that we're a part of. There was somebody recently talking about burnout, which is also yes. very relevant just in life. Yes. And the best advice is to, is to just get some space. Yeah. Take a minute and get some space. It can get you a clear head and disconnect yeah. from our connected world that's really not that connected connected right right yes and um and go from there but yeah that's awesome jen well i was in seattle like you and for me that is on the other side of the planet i was on your time zone i don't think i like it it's whatever Um, you're used to that's the thing i know (laughs) i know i think i would like it if i didn't also have family on this on the eastern time zone. seattle is gorgeous i love the west coast visually just not the time zone but yay i'm so we're here i'm so glad we're here i am not at home today my son is in basketball camp at my alma mater oh, and fun. so i've been working yeah it's really it's, we do this about once a year i've been working out of the university that my husband and i met at so it's so fun. fun to see all these college kids and all of the yes. like stuff that they don't know yet about life that's about to happen and <sighs> and get yes. rejuvenated by that and Anyways, it's fun. Here, does it make you, you feel old? Because it always oh, it makes, totally me makes me feel, makes me feel, feel old. old. It does. Actually, I was calculating. I'm not that far away from 20 years graduating. Yeah. years, Jen. How is that possible? It's been a few more than that for me. <laughs> we What we won't say won't hurt us. <laughs> yeah, it does make me feel very old. I wouldn't go. I, I'm fine with it. I'm very happy to be wiser. Yes, there are many, many things that we learn. Well, I mean, when I was in college, what I do now did not exist. I tell that right. to my kids and my kids' friends all the time when they're thinking about their future and what to do. Yep. I'm like, technology is changing so fast. The world is changing so fast. You have no idea something that you might love doing that doesn't even exist right now. So work on your skill set, things that you love. That can go into any job title anywhere but do the things that you love. I mean, as a kid, I used to say, mm. I would love to get paid to read all day. And guess what? That's what happens. You know, it's so. funny that you say that, okay, this is going to date me, but then I want you to tell me, because you probably have another experience, but Facebook came out when I was senior in college. Okay. It was originally at a point where you had only certain universities had access to it and you right. had to be invited into it. So my university did not but I was dating a guy at another college and he did. Anyways, when we got in, I remember like how everybody looked at it. And I remember my first job having requirements of how you could not be on Facebook during work and all of these things. Now my entire work, like social media is at the basis of what I do. I also remember, I mean, I graduated with a communications degree. I took one marketing class and one PR class. That's it. Just that's all they offered. Yeah. And that is legitimately my entire career. So it is proof of like the changes and the evolution. It's really cool if you think about it. It is. And there's so much out there now to learn, Mm -hmm. you know, Mm -hmm. so much access to information. So many ways. If you want to learn something, you can go out and do it. You don't necessarily have to go Mm -hmm. take a college course or anything like that. There's tons of access to information, which is fantastic. But as I tell people, it's also often like drinking out of a fire hose. There's so much information. You don't know how to differentiate what is good for you, what is good in general. You know, there's just a lot. And so people like us, we get to help people narrow down some of that information and make good choices, particularly about titles, which we're talking today. We are. This um, this month, we're focusing on the book. 
right? We want to help people. Parts of the book. Yes, we're uncovering parts of the book. And titles and subtitles are huge. So important. I mean, if you think about it, the first thing people see about your book is the cover. And when you're talking about it, people are asking you, you know, you say, oh, I wrote a book. And people will say, what's Mm -hmm. it called? And so you've got to give them the title, right? The title will tell you so much about the book. And so uh, there's been a lot of interesting, I'm sure you've had these discussions too, figuring out what to call a book, how to describe it to people in a way that's Mm going to be memorable, that it conveys what it is, that maybe makes it stand out in the marketplace, but isn't get too cute, right? Sometimes you can get too cute. And uh, I have sat in a lot of pub boards where the editorial and marketing team come Mm -hmm. together and decide what are we going to call this book? You know, Mm -hmm. the author usually has an idea. And then the marketing mm-hmm. people weigh in and decide, is that going to fit the market or not based on their mm-hmm. research and what is selling and all sorts of things that the yep. author probably doesn't know. You can get, you know, in a brainstorming session, you know, you can get a little crazy. You can come up with some crazy things. Absolutely. I am, I'm great with coming up with really bad titles. I mean, I can come up with ridiculous ones. We all have to know our strengths. Honey, titles, one. sarcastic yeah, I love the ridiculous. I love it. I, I was collecting dad jokes before they were cool. Um, so before it was cool, and you're not a dad. Cool. We're calling them no, mom jokes. I like them. We're collecting I mean, mom jokes. My kids, you know, their kids when they're little, they go through a phase where they're learning about jokes mm-hmm. and humor, and they don't quite know what makes a joke funny. Mm-hmm. And so my daughter had this great. She loved the chicken. Why did the chicken cross the road? That was like her favorite. And it'd be like to go to the playground, you know, or to get a snack. I would totally title the book that. Why did the chicken cross the road to go to the playground? <laughs> I love it. But that's memorable, Jen. It is memorable. No, you just bring up a really valid point. Depending upon your book and your target audience. So all of that take into account listeners out there. A memorable mm-hmm. title could be huge. I mean, who moved my cheese? Yes, That has absolutely nothing to do with really the essence of the book, but it's memorable and everybody talks about it. And when you say it, everyone's like, oh, I read that book. And once you read it, the title makes sense and you get it. Like you remember the story because of the title. And so, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And and so there are books like that where you actually kind of have to read the book to understand the title a little bit, but it's intriguing. And intriguing is a good factor for a title. You want people to pick it up. You want them to ask a question. Mm -hmm. You want them to go, oh, I wonder what that's about. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, I mean, my book title's that. I uh, I got some advice early on to change my title. And I said, no, like, it has to be, like, it, there is, I I realize what you're saying. And I'm telling, and I realize the concerns you're saying, because Color Today Pretty has, like, what is that? I'm like, it has to be that. There's no choice. But that's where the subtitle came in to help me because the title gave, allowed me to have kind of creativity and the subtitle gave a bit more context and you don't, you know, and I felt like that was a good pairing. Yes. And I think that is a really, especially in um, nonfiction, which uh, subtitles are huge. So your, your title can be the very catchy and intriguing. Mm -hmm. And then your subtitle is going to either hit a pain point or a benefit. And it's going to explain a little more fully what is inside this book. And I think that's, Mm -hmm. that's huge. I just worked with a gal. Her book is not out yet, but it's about dealing with aging parents. And so the Mm -hmm. title is walk with me because her mom had specifically requested that she walk with her through the end of her life. And that is just a beautiful, I mean, I love that. It's a beautiful beautiful. sentiment, but that title, I mean, it's intriguing, but it doesn't really 
what, what, in what context, right? And then underneath it's caring, living well, and finishing well, or something like that with your aging parents. So then in the subtitle, you get the full meaning of it. Um, And I think that that is what we're talking about here, that if you can, the ideal combo is to have a, a very intriguing catchy title and then a subtitle that that hits those points right well yeah you want your you want your title to either to potentially allow people to check in or check out like it's me or right. not right um, yes exactly also, if, you, if you have the right title and cover together that will help with that differentiating yes, part absolutely but also be thinking about keywords that people are searching yeah, uh, because that's how they find it. As you're thinking about a title or subtitle, and as you're thinking about your book, I want you to also be thinking about, like, in the head of your reader, A, what you're offering them, is it really what they know they need? Or is there something else that they need that they will buy, and you are still a solution? So Yes, um, yes, you know, I love this. Working with, you got to think that as we're recently working with another author who we found that with her subtitle, it was something about like stop standing in your way or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, these people don't realize that they're really the problem to the, to it. They are the problem, but right. that's, you've got to, you've got to take them through the journey of the book to help them realize that they're not going to raise their hand and say, I'm the problem. Yes. So we yes. made some tweaks. So I want you to think like that about this is so how true because take action. I remember when we, I was at Harper, we had a discussion about a book that was, had to do with anger and mm. up with a title mm. because nobody wants to carry a book around saying, I have problems with anger. Nobody wants right. to pick up that book and carry it around, right. but we might know inside that we have a problem with anger and we want to figure out how to deal mm. with it. And mm-hmm. so trying to come up with a title that would hit the audience but also yes. in a way that wouldn't also push, put them off. Right. Like, you know, exactly. how to handle your out of control anger. Like nobody wants to pick up that book. No, I don't want to. You're saying we're hitting the pain point, but yes. it's almost like too touchy. So we got to go yes. to the benefit side. And honestly, yes. I don't remember what we ended up calling it, but, um, I think we went to the benefit side about like how to have more peace in your life or how to mm-hmm. have less conflict in your relationships or something like that. And then the subtitle and then maybe the back cover copy talked about mm-hmm. anger kind of being the root of that. Exactly. And so you have to kind of come around at a little bit of an exactly. angle to get to it because you're right. I mean, people, you know, we all have our little issues and, and, and we don't yeah. want to like go, Oh yeah, I'm the, I'm the problem person here and this is the book I'm getting to solve my problems. Exactly. We're doing, but we don't really want to be like that on the nose about it. I know. Yeah. I recently read a book. I don't, I'm I'm not at home, so I can't pull it out, but it's a book from another marketer in the author space. And it's something you, I think you've read it, Jen. It's something like your first 1000 copies or something. Yes. 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 And and I have, and I kept sitting back as I'm reading it and I'm like, the book really isn't, it's not really about the thousand copies. No, it is no, about author platforms. It is about leveraging your platform to work for you. But if he would have written a book about leverage your author platform, the reality is most authors don't even know what that means. Right. So exactly. that's not what they wanted. They want to sell books. And yeah. oh my gosh, a thousand copies? Who wouldn't want to? And so yes. as, as I was reading it the whole time, I'm like, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. Mm-hmm. You speak yes. to what is it that they yes. want as well. Yeah, I must so, have it on my Kindle. I'm looking for around on my desk like, on my yeah, shelf here to see if I have it, but I'm pretty sure it's on my Kindle. Yeah, well, and I'm just thinking too of Brene Brown's book, Daring Greatly, which is about shame. 
right? And so that's a perfect term. Like if she had written a book that said how to overcome shame, nobody would pick it up. But greatly, you're like, oh, yeah, I Mm -hmm. I can do that. Even though the whole part of the book is building her case, why so much of what we do is motivated by shame and how to overcome that. And that it is daring greatly to overcome that. Uh, Picking that title was such a better choice than being really on the nose. Now, sometimes Mm -hmm. I will tell authors, when you're brainstorming titles, start with being on the nose. Start with just talking about what is your book about and listing, like we've been talking about, the pain points and the benefits and come up yeah. with a list how you can start kind of brainstorming some of those and figuring out. But I do think sometimes people can be a little too cute. Um, I had mm-hmm. this conversation with an author and publisher a couple of weeks ago about this, and the author really wanted something really mm-hmm. a, a little cheesy. And I thought, mm, people aren't going to know. Like when you try to spell something like like a homonym, um, yeah. you know, yeah. how are they going to type that into Amazon? They won't know that you're spelling it differently. So whenever you're kind of doing something kind of cutesy like that, think about how people are going to look for your book and if they're going to type it in and if it's easy to misspell or something like that, they may never find your book. So you can't, you can go too far where you're getting too cutesy where it's like, yes, it's memorable, but it's not going to serve your purpose. So you can, like with anything, you can go too far in any particular direction. It can. And I also, just adding to that, so I want you, when you, and this is really, I mean, I want to, we'll take a few minutes and talk about fiction too, but in the nonfiction space, most nonfiction authors have a plan for what they're doing with their book. And one of those is, I want to be on the stage. I want to talk about it. You will be married to your book title. Now you can always Forever. say it, but you yes. will. So I want you to like say it out loud all the time. Just walk down the street. Mm-hmm. Color stay pretty. Speak it out because what happens if you're on stage and you have yes. a really convoluted title and you're like no you want to be able Mm -hmm. to say it It will roll you want it to roll off of your off of your lips you know colors today pretty how to live in how to live a life how do i say it how to live a life in perspective see i'd already forgotten how to live a life in perspective but it just felt good like but it took a Mm -hmm. while to get there yes and you want to be able to talk about it you don't want to have to go oh wait what uh uh that's clunky Right. Mm-mm. If you can't say it, will someone else be able to say it? <laughs> exactly. Yes. That's a really, really good point. And the other mm-hmm. thing is people get caught up with, this is more true in fiction, with, oh my gosh, there's another book out there with the same title. Yeah. So what? So what? So what? You cannot, you cannot trademark book no. titles. No. People. Or copyright them. You cannot. Yeah. yeah. There's you going to be books. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have... If I had been thinking, if I if I knew now what I knew when I first put my books out, I would not have named them what I did in my fiction because of some of the keywords. So if you think about um, the Amazon, so eight, we'll talk about Amazon because eight percent of books are bought at Amazon. So you have mm-hmm. to factor them into whatever you're doing. But it's probably true for a lot of search engines. They get rid of words like the and 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 of and you know all those prepositions, right? So uh, if you have titles that have a lot of prepositions in them, they may not come up mm. in the search result as mm. they might be there with a bunch of other books. My historicals, my first books that I put out, Coming Home, The Road Home, and Finally Home. And I love the idea of a home journey, and there was a lot of meaning behind that. But there's also a lot of books named Coming Home and The Road Home. <laughs> like there's a ton of books out there. Now, for the most part, people who are Googling that are Googling or on Amazon or where they're going to put my name in it and then I will come yeah. up. 
But uh, if for some reason someone couldn't remember my name, but for some reason only remembered the book title, they're going to have probably a lot of search results to look yeah. at, depending on how my SEO is and stuff. Yeah. So it's a couple mm-hmm. things to think about. I mean, if you already sort of dominate a space, then it's it's less important. But if you're trying to break into a space, you're going to want to make sure that all of your keywords and your SEO and all those things yep. that you do are really uh, tightened and on target yep. so that when people are looking for your subject, they're finding you and not all the mm-hmm. other competitors out there. I, mm-hmm. I have searched mm-hmm. for books. You know, I hear about comp books or something like that. And I'll go look at yeah. another book and I cannot get it to come up um, yep. because, again, it has to do yep. with how popular and things certain things are and then um, you don't want that you, you want don't want that easy. you got to do it fast and so yeah. that's really valid point jen um the other thing that i'm going to tell you is if you come up with a title get go to google domains because it's mm. i like it better mm-hmm. and grab the url for the title mm-hmm. do it mm-hmm. even even if you're still chewing on it right. um it's a low cost quick decision that you don't have to have a long-term marriage with and you will be grateful later um but grab it because then again it's easier for me to go say go to colortodaypretty.com no big deal yes um yes you know whatever so be thinking about it not don't use that as an indicator to not use a title but if you can't find it if it's not available but if you can grab it that's the best the best way to do it so okay jen i am cheers by the way we didn't talk about today. what's your mug I have Lake Tahoe today because I really wish I was on vacation. I swear, when we started doing our our cheerses and our mo- coffee mugses, I did not know you had so many. I have a lot still. You I was like replicated. No, I thought about climbing to the top shelf because I have a bunch up there too. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, y'all, all of you all who are watching this now or in the future, we will one day have a beyond the page mug. Yes, we will, Jen. Yes. We will have a beyond the page mug. But you know what? Here's the other thing. We will do that. Here's the other thing. Using us as an example and authors out there who are watching from a marketing perspective, perfect is the hindrance to movement. Like you will, don't, yeah. So do it, learn through it, figure it out and grow with it. Like the organic growth is the way to do it. And that's how you build a following. That's how you build support and people who want your book before your books come out. So do not let perfection stand in the way. Uh, Jen, you are at home today and we, what, to show me your book, we're not going to read a quote today. We're going to look at a book title. So look at this thinking fast and slow by Daniel Kahneman. It's on my to, to be read pile, but I have heard lots and lots of people talk about it, but is that not a fantastic title? Like that's really great. I would love to know the process of how they came up with it because that one, it reminds you, right? Like there's not another title like that. You are immediately intrigued. You're like, ooh, when do I think fast? And when do I think slow? And what's the difference between the two? And is it good? Is it bad? Like, it gets you already primed for already the content. Thinking. You already yeah. are. You already are. So, I mean, and this is not a skinny book. It's a, it's a pretty thick No, that's book. a long, that's a big uh, beach read, my friend. It definitely is. And uh, I, I would love to, oh, and the pencil, you can't see it very well, but the pencil has teeth marks on it. Ah. <gasps> I, were you the teeth? Were you the chewer of the pencil? Because that's what I was. Oh, yeah. So damn, I. This amazing. is a, And I mean, it's a very simple cover. And I will say too, cover design, and that's uh, I think one of our topics coming up. Mm-hmm. That this is there's a lot of work. Mm-hmm. A simple cover mm-hmm. actually is super mm-hmm. super powerful, and there's a lot yep. of work and design that goes into that. People tend to want to throw everything. 
and I would say this is true of the title, you want to throw everything on it, right? And that mm-hmm. is going to be a disservice to you. So again, yeah. when you're brainstorming, think about how can you edit things down to the essentials. This is a perfect example of that. It is. It is. And Wes is watching. Hi, Wes. Yes. And he has a really valid point I want to share. He says, remember how the title and your brand will work together. Yes. Brilliant. Yes. Yes. So important. It is so So important. important. It is absolutely so important. Your title, uh, Color Today Pretty, is a good example of that. Mm -hmm. It really does fit with your brand and what you're trying to accomplish all the way around. And that is a huge, sometimes authors over time sort of develop their brand, but you can never be thinking about that too soon as part of the process you don't you want people to look at your your body of work and go oh yes that all fits it should not be totally like pastels and Mm. then bright colors and and graphic and photography like you it should be very very consistent so it's very good it should it is and and Wes thank you for sharing and I really think if this is why you need to work with people who can help you like don't yeah. feel like you have to know all of that Jen before we close out is there anything that I'm missing or anything else you want to add today just that authors your message matters right it's very important yeah. what you have to say matters your book matters and so we always want you to take that from the page and beyond I once had the opportunity to chat in person with a well-known author who showed me the power of a title and subtitle. His first book had been an amazing success, but his second wasn't getting the accolades he thought it should. The topic of book number two was awesome, so he couldn't figure out why people weren't buying it. So he decided to do a TED Talk around it, and instead of leading the TED Talk with his book title, he led with its subtitle. And guess what? The video went viral. What was the difference? Well, his title spoke to his target reader's problem. And let's be honest, none of us like to acknowledge our problems. And a subtitle, it didn't speak to a problem. It spoke to the solution. And that was something people were grasping for. Titles really do matter. And his story was proof of it. Book titles and subtitles are a meaningful part of making a book marketable, which just so happens to be something I love helping authors with. If you'd like some support in that arena, let's chat. There's several ways that we can help you ensure that your book is marketable. One of those ways is with a marketing strategy session. Visit empowerprgroup.com slash marketing strategy session and learn more about our one hour strategy session offer. It's a great way to get focused and get started. I'm ready to empower you as you embark on making your author impact. Remember, empowered people empower people. We've empowered you. Now it's your turn to empower others.